This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. What's your fine if you're a minute late for a team meeting, JR? Um, you, 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 you miss a period on the bench. Really? <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's probably a $500 fine. $500 fine? $500? Does it go based off of income? Jesus, if I'm a league minimum guy and I'm a minute late for a meeting and a coach finds me $500, i am I'm, I'm a little bit you're not upset. Gonna be late. You're, you're not going to be late again. My my limited ice time, my limited no, role on the no. team was enough for me to not be late. So, thanks um, for arriving. You will, not, you, you will not you will not be late again. Yeah. Well, you were late today, but we Which appreciate is, it. One one minute's better I was, than. I was waiting for one minute. I don't know. I I, 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 I clicked on it right at six o'clock, and I'm waiting for a minute. I uh, the 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 famous saying is if you're five minutes early, you're ten minutes late, right? Isn't that how that goes? Which means what's well, that mean? That means basically well, be call, there fifteen minutes. That's Lombardi time. Come on, Andrew. Let's get. Oh, is, let's I, get is that Lombardi? I thought that okay. I thought that was no. Sherry Bassin. <laughs> no, no, that is Lombardi time, buddy. So yeah, we got to get it. We got to get it right. Okay. Well, he. Had, you know what? Talk about a guy who had a lot of lot of sayings, eh? Guy had more oh, quotes after. Oh my gosh. No kidding. Right. Winning isn't everything. Crazy. It's the only thing. Isn't that Vince Lombardi as well? Uh, sounds correct. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, to put my, put my life on it, but sounds probably right. Let me, let me run something by you. Cause I know there's a lot that we, we need to get to today. So Lindy Ruff, I, Derek Roy, one time we had used to have eight o'clock games in Buffalo on Friday nights. And I was the extra forward every single year that I was here. So I was the 13th forward, Derek Roy. So eight o'clock game means six fifteen meeting in the room, right? Two hours before mm-hmm. you're there. Then you have a quick, quick meeting with the coach at six fifteen. Then you yeah. can kind of do whatever Derek Roy comes roaming in at about uh, six, uh, six. Oh no, it was a seven thirty game. It was a seven thirty game. And he comes rolling in 15 minutes late for the meeting. And the, the old schedule or the schedule that he had on his fridge said eight o'clock. Right. So Roisey's late and everyone's, and he's a rookie and everyone's kind of like, uh, he's not playing tonight. He's not playing tonight. He was late. He was late for the team meeting. And I was the guy that would have gone in for the, in the lineup. Right. So here we are. And I'm just, and now the captains are like, Hey, get ready to play. Cause Roisey's not playing tonight. There's no way Roisey's playing tonight. He was late for the team meeting. He was, you know, whatever schedule might've said eight o'clock, but you got to know what time the game is. Go out for warm up, come back in. I get scratched. Roisey's in the lineup. Good message by the coach. <laughs> Bad message. Bad message by the coach. Sometimes you just gotta, you have to, you have to do things, the hard things for, to sacrifice the, the now for the later. Right. Do you remember the, uh, you remember JR, you wouldn't remember this too. Do you remember trying to get into the Atlanta thrashers building? Oh, impossible. So, impossible. Here's, here's what's great about this. It was situation. like, it was like, it was like park convention center and building. So you didn't know and what train station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I do remember that. What a pain so here's ass. here's a great situation because uh, I'll I'll piggyback off what Andrew just uh, started with this morning. 
how, you know, player late for team meeting should have been scratched, but wasn't. I was playing with the Sabres. I am always the first guy at the rink. And the reason for that is I've told PD this before that I like to get to the rink. I like to have the quietness and tranquil, you know, surrounding. I get to talk. I get to make the coffee with the trainers, have a little, little dialogue with them. And I enjoyed that part of the game. I enjoyed there being it at the rink, the best, having the everything best. completely organized by the trainers, the way that the jerseys were hung, the socks were laid out. Everything was perfect. And I would go in there. Always, even, even when I was in Montreal, San Jose, I was always one of the first guys there. The point is this. I go, and, and you know how hard it is to get into Atlanta Thrashers. Like, the only way to get in there is through, with, on the bus, and, and the bus drives right into the underground tunnel. Do you remember that? Right, right, yes. Well, I went, you know, to the game. I went early. I walked from the rink or from our hotel, I walked and the normal door that I usually went in was locked. I walked around the entire building seven times trying to open up every, every door. single solitary door. Yeah, so anyway, I, I went through, um, I went early, obviously, I walked there, you know, probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes before the team. Um, and uh, not, only, not only did I try every single door in the building, like I walked around the building multiple times and it took me, you know, an hour. And I also made phone calls to the, to the trainers in the room. But if you remember in Atlanta, there was no, no self no service. So finally, I had to actually walk to where the underground tunnel was under the building, go around, go through these massive, huge doors. And I get there and I'm, I'm 15 minutes late. Like there is a team meeting going on and I already know, I already know what's going to happen. So I don't even go to the team meeting. I just taped my sticks, you know, I didn't want to interrupt what was going on in the meeting. So I just, I didn't even go in because I was like 10 minutes late to the meeting. Well, I got scratched that night. I got scratched that night. And you know what? Wow. I couldn't stand Lindy Ruff so much that I didn't explain to him what happened. Wow. Wow. I love that. Captain of the team was late. Captain of the team was late. I'm literally the first guy at the rink every single practice and every single game. I didn't even tell him why. Because I didn't give a shit. Because he was a shit coach. <laughs> to me, anyway. Eight, nine head coaches story. in the league. And I'll tell you right now, he just sits, he sticks out like a sore thumb to me. So Roisey, Roisey ends up getting in the lineup his rookie year and you're the captain and a veteran and you get scratched. That's, that's outstanding. Yeah. But you know what, you know, you know, I don't understand why people, especially professional athletes show up 
five minutes before a meeting. Like, isn't there any, isn't there any mental preparation? Cause Riv, I, I was the same way. I mean, if you beat me to the rink, then you were pretty damn early in San Jose because I used to leave for a seven thirty game at three thirty in the afternoon. I would go to the rink at three thirty. Yep. I'd I was at, 10, I was at the rank three hours yeah. before every single game. Easy, easy. And Easily. you know, five or six, seven cups of coffee. Um, and I learned that from Steve Larmer, you know, Steve Larmer would literally have six, seven, eight cups of coffee before a game and, and have as much gum in his mouth, chewing gum that crazy. And then pop a couple Sudafeds and I was ready to go, man. You did know, you pop, was, did you pop Sudis, JR? Oh, I popped Sudis like they were going out of style. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Kind of like oh, yeah. for JR. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Mind yeah. blowing. But I, 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 you know, when back in the old days, when they had the real powerful Sudis, right. The ones that you could get over the counter, I mean, over the counter and they were like, they had all sorts of ephedrine in them. So you were like two of them and you're like, let's go, let's go. But then when all, when everything changed in the medical world and they, then they kind of made Sudafed and ephedrine a little bit harder to get, you had to get it um, through, you had to actually go to the pharmacist to get it. And, but there were less dosages, right? There wasn't as powerful. So I used to pop four of those in the end of my career because two of them wasn't enough. So listen so to me. Have, yeah, I would pop four Sudis before every game late in my career. And I was like, I started the game. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. So listen, listen to this one too. So when and then I, you when can't I, go to bed till five in the morning. Oh, shit. I was up till three o'clock every day going, Jesus Christ, what a game. Oh, God damn it. You know? You know, the funny thing is I, I sit there and I, and there's, it was a problem. It was, it was actually a, a problem in the league back, back then when we played, you know, when I was in Montreal, I remember there, they really tr- started to try and shut down, you know, the Sudafed issue yeah. in, in the, in the NHL, because it was going rampant. Guys were taking yeah. multiple, multiple due to the yep. ephedrine in those, in those Sudafed. But I remember um, taking this uh, substance um, before a game one night. <laughs> substance. <laughs> so listen, you, you might've heard about this. I, I bet you I can name it. I bet you I can name it. Go ahead. Ultimate orange. Yes. Yes. So ultimate orange was something that I, you know, was given to one of the guys in the team orange, was taking it. Ultimate orange. It was called yes. ultimate orange. And the funny thing is, as as you're talking about Sudafed, I looked up ultimate orange just to see like, you know, what what's happening. Because this this is like 20, 20 years ago, 20 yeah. some years ago that I was taking yeah. this. And the first thing that came up is why was ultimate orange banned? That's the first thing that came up on Ultimate Orange. So I'll tell you, I, I was given uh, a, a bottle of Ultimate, or, uh, Ultimate Orange. I got a you know, couple scoops in my water bottle. Not a big deal. Um, and uh, I chugged the entire thing right oh before a God. game. Went out for warm-up. And I'm, I'm telling you, I have never had a warm up like that in my entire life. I could have literally ran my own teammates. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> But in the your middle, legs, your legs feel great, right? Absolutely off the chart. But in the middle of the first period, I damn near almost had a heart attack on the bench. 
I came back from uh, a long shift, which I had played, you know, felt like at the highest level I've ever played in my entire life. And I was completely spent, exhausted. The tank was empty, went to the bench. The problem is my heart never stopped. It was literally beating at 200 beats a minute. And I sat there and I'm like, I couldn't go back on the ice. I had to wait, you know, 10, 15 minutes on the bench before I mentally would allow myself to go back on the ice. And the funny thing is I asked the guy, I asked the guy, I got it from after the game. I'm like, what the hell is with that stuff? He's like, well, you're not supposed, you're not supposed to chug the whole bottle. You're supposed to sip it throughout the game. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, thanks for telling me that. And oh, now I God. look it up and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, the yeah. question is why is ultimate orange band? And so, what does it well, say? That, that, that's because I didn't people look. have heart. That's because people have heart attacks. Because yeah. yeah. What's the deal with ultimate orange? Oh my God. I remember the that, first time someone gave me, gave me a scoop of uh, ultimate orange. They said, drink this. Don't, don't chug it. Just go easy on this. Just go easy on this. You know, I never had it. I was a Sudi guy. Never had ultimate orange. Just plain Sudis, man. Pop them. Got yeah. to the point though. Doesn't it get to the point where Sudafeds just don't have an effect anymore? You know, until, until this, Not no, me. they, they always they, worked they, they, 20 years, baby. I could rely on them for 20 years. The only no, time that, I did, the only JR, time, the I first time them, you took them, the first time oh, you took them, you didn't take five or seven a game. No, you took no, one. No. I took, I told you I took two. I took two and I was great. So I took two all up until, until like the FDA changed all the rules and then made them less potent. So then I took four. The only time that I didn't take them was during the Olympics. And I felt like a, I felt like I had a piano on my back every game that I played in the Olympics because my legs felt like shit. So because you get your body gets accustomed to it when playing, you know, oh, so the Olympics were my my body was going. I remember through one withdrawal. night. I remember one night, JR, you had seven. Probably. Cause I probably took a cut. I probably could. I probably took a couple halfway through the game. Cause I didn't feel great. And I'm like, let's go. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Seven I'm cups not- of coffee and seven Sudafed. And he was like, I didn't feel, I didn't hey, have there, any pop in my legs. Dude. There was a reason. There was a reason why I fucking hit as hard as I did and tried to knock everybody's head off. Cause I was, I was, I was in the Sudi rage every year. <laughs> uh, well, listen, yeah. With what's going on in the hockey world today, I'm sure Sudafeds are, are the least of the uh, of the worries. But I mean, you know, well, not even the hockey world, but the world itself. And I, you know, let me let me just ask you this because I I know you follow you know global politics and politics very closely and and all of that stuff. I mean, what's your uh, I I want the the real Jr. take on the Russia Ukraine situation right now before we get into the russian players ovechkin ccm you know taking away their sponsorships from russian players dominic hashik's comments about you know getting rid of all the in the league you know i mean so what what, where's where's jr on what's going on in the world today well i think it's a it's 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 atrocious i mean what's happening what what this fucking putin guy is fucking doing is is a fucking absolute um it's a crime against humanity. And in, in 2022, I cannot believe that it's even happening. The fact that there is a, a dictator that has the, the gall 
and the ego and the uh, the the balls to go in to try to take over another country for his own benefit and kill innocent civilians and do everything that is going on is so disgusting and uh, <laughs> to think that think that people still exist like that in this world but that these people do not deserve to be on this planet and it's it's amazing how our countries our country canada europe um australia every all, all these countries allow this this man to to remain on the planet is is amazing to me um but in saying that i i'm actually pretty proud of the way that the european union is 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 responding to this um so i'll say that in in general as it gets to the as it gets reaches out and i see what's happening in the sports world you know the Russia can't play now in the World Cup. They can't play in World Championships. Um, World they're getting years, banned. Yeah. They're getting yeah. They're getting banned from everything. Um, I, I'm I'm split like this. I I saw Dominic Hasek's, uh comments. Um, I think each Russian player, each Russian player, I I think should throw their views to the to the public to the press. I think if everybody's going to be against Putin and what he's doing in the Putin regime and to um, to chastise it the way they are, I would like to hear from every single Russian player. And I want to hear... It's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, they're they're terrified, man. It's like, a lot easier well, said I, than done. They, okay, a lot of these, a, a lot of these Russian I, players have well, families I, over there, JR, and, and we're not sure. talking about Canada or the United States. We're talking about Russia, and it's, it's a, it's, they live very differently. I, I totally get it. But we're not, listen, obviously, obviously people's feelings don't matter. People's lives don't matter because of what's happening. We have innocent kids in Ukraine getting killed, innocent, innocent uh, citizens that are, you know, are, are getting wiped off the face of the earth. Why? Because of somebody's greed, because of a country's greed and, and power, you know, power struggle. So, you know what, <clears throat> if, if you're against it, fucking say you're against it because it's not right. Now, if you don't want to say something about it and you don't want to, um, you don't want to criticize your country or your leader then see you later. You can't play. For, you, you can't play here anymore. You, oh, really? You can't play. Okay. So, listen, so JR, Cash, listen, what, you, what is Alex Ovechkin? Okay. So Alex Ovechkin what is, he, is, what is he? Uh, in, in, in his stance that I've seen, I don't, I, him, I don't, I don't, I don't care about stance. I want to know no, what he is. It, Who no, is but he? The stand, no, but the stance is important. He is a Russian hockey player. Okay. That is friends with Putin. Okay. Is he friends with well, Putin? Well, you see them. You see them in the summertime playing hockey in those men's leagues. You can't tell me that Putin. Rev, a lot of people. On. A lot of people criticizing, uh, you know, and wanting the league to step in and do something because Alex Ovechkin's Instagram page has a picture of he and Putin as his profile picture with his arm around him or something like that. I mean, so Listen, I mean, they're, like they're they're compadres. They're compadres. Yashin's compadres with him. Pavel Bure's. All these guys are are friends of Putin, whether it's a great friend or they're just you know they're 
you know, bypass, bypass her friends. I don't, I don't know. I don't know them, but they all have contact with Putin at certain times of the year, whether it's playing hockey or at an event or at something. So if you're associated, associating with a man like that, um, you have to take responsibility for how you think about what's going on. So if Alex Ovechkin doesn't have the balls because he's afraid of Putin to condemn what he is doing over there, it's almost of support. Okay. And you have to, you have to support humanity in something like this. You have to support freedom and you have to support the rules of engagement and, and the rules of the world. And you don't, you don't start world war three because what Putin is doing is affecting the entire fucking world. It's yeah. gonna, it's affecting us. So if Alex Ovechkin sits here and makes money off of American, an American sport in the, that is in the NHL here in America, and he is supporting, or at least not condemning what his leader is doing and what the effect that he is having on this country, then he's in support of it. So I want, I want to read something. On Saturday, February 26th, Dominic Hasek tweeted out, the NHL must immediately suspend contracts for all Russian players. Every athlete represents not only himself and his club, but also his country and its values and actions. That is a fact. If the NHL does not do so, it is indirect co-responsibility for the dead in Ukraine. I also want to write that I'm very sorry for those Russian athletes who condemn Vladimir Putin and his Russian aggression in Ukraine. However, at the moment, I also consider their exclusion a necessity. Okay, so he's is that is that a bit of, is that a bit extreme? Saying, well, he's kind of saying a little bit of the same thing I am because he he lumped together the athletes that are condemning them and kind of giving them a pass and saying, sorry for, for saying this. And that would be your Artemi Panarin's, your Nikita Zadorov type players who have been outspoken against Russian right. policies. I, listen, I, I listen, it's, it's, it's a hard subject and obviously it's, it's one that will, <laughs> will probably never come to fruition, but you, you should give the, the opportunity for each player to, to get his personal feelings. Well, you're talking about political feelings. Yes. Well, it's not, they're hockey players, but they're not politicians. Yes, it does matter. No, it doesn't matter. Cause Riv, what does it matter if you're a hockey player, if you're an actor, Miss Ukrainian who is out there with a gun in her hand, shooting it at Russians in her own country. The glitch goes, this has nothing. This it doesn't matter if what you do. This is this is about humanity, and it doesn't matter if he's a hockey player. Do you mean hockey players don't have opinions or don't support things? Bullshit. You have an opinion, and if you support that kind of of action and that kind of of mentality, then you're part of the problem. Period. I don't care if you're a hockey player, you're an actor, you're a dancer, you're a fucking YouTubist. I don't care. So no, it's not, I'm just a hockey player. I shouldn't have, no, you're a hockey player from Russia who, who actually has 
contact with the main person that is causing an upheaval of the world. So yes, I would like to see Alex Ovechkin absolutely criticize Putin and tell him that to stop and how bad this is and condemn what is going on. And if he doesn't, then he's part of the problem. Yeah, it's like it's like celebrities and athletes and you know anybody they all want to use their influence in 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 ways that can benefit them. Why are they not why are they not obligated to use their um influence platform. to in their platform, thank you, to to speak out against a war. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm I don't know where Tony I stand. Panarin I don't know where I stand year. on this because a, I feel like it, Aaron last a, year a very a very hard. It's a very hard spot to be in, and I, I'm grateful that you know what I've never had to be in this situation. I mean, I you know, but I'm not in favor of war of any kind. But what were you going to say about Panarin? Temi Panarin last year had to take a step away for what reason? Why was he not critical of the Putin yep. regime? Yep. And no, why did he take a step away? Because he and his because it's because fam- because he, he thought his family was going to be in, in danger because of the things that he said, and he was in danger. Well, then there was also there was yeah the Temi Panarin, and when the situations were not anywhere near what they are now. You think Alex Ovechkin is going to come out and talk about Putin? He should. It's going to put his, his family at risk. He has family that lives in Russia. Okay. So this president is just obviously not stable. Of course. But like right now, the world is in jeopardy. The world Hundreds of millions of people. Hundreds of millions of people. Thousands and thousands and tens of thousands and possibly millions in Ukraine are could possibly get killed are and are getting killed. For what reason? For greed. Well, listen, I mean, here here's here's where, you know, I'm certainly and and this cannot come off the wrong way for people that are listening to this. We do not know exactly what is happening and what is going on. Talked last week. I read social media just like you do, just like everybody does, trying to get their information. Talk about these courageous 13 soldiers on Snake Island who told the Russians to go pound salt, to F you. And I was told that those 13 uh, soldiers were blown up. Devastating. Went all across the world, North America. Now all of a sudden reports come out that they're alive. All 13 of them. So I listened to, you know, all of this, like, you know, the invasion of this country or this part of the country and that part of the country. And then all of a sudden you have a guy on YouTube on, on who's walking in co uh, what is it? Co- um, and, and nothing, le- le- and nothing le- is going on. Nothing's going nothing. On. There's no bombings. There's no planes firing. There's no buildings blown up, but all of a sudden he's walking, he's, at, walk, he's, wa- he's walking to the grocery store. He's walking he's, to the I grocery walk. store and he's like, this is, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden, if you go to another news feed, 
Okay. And you just scroll down on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And now all of a sudden you have burning buildings, you have screaming. And, but then all of a sudden in that same article, they're talking about how they can put in, you know, a different perspective and a different look and what they're presenting. And it's just like, I, I'm, I am so, I'm so done with trying to figure out it's so exhausting i'm so exhausted covid-19 hey, and dealing listen, with a, this for great, two years you have a okay? great point you have a great point riff and, and you're right because you can't trust the media to believe what they're reporting um you know whether whether these these uh these snipers these scud missiles or these are are shooting down these planes right because yeah there are there are you know all these reports that look this is exactly what you see in a game you know, it's a, it's a game console and it's the same view that you see on television. Right. So, I mean, there's no question that I think that there are, there are news outlets that are accentuating the situation. There's no question, but I mean, you can't, you can't deny that, that there's not a war going on in Ukraine, no matter how big or small. Very much um, so, yes. And and I, so, I'm not going to sit here and I hope that people don't take what I said for, you know, the wrong and, and saying that there is not something going on and there is not war and there's not extreme concern. It's just that I, I just so what you're saying is the media reports are are confusing as to what is don't know what is you, you go and watch Fox News or you go and watch CNN, whatever side you want to watch, because they're sides. Believe me. Right. We all know that. And you sit there and you you can't even turn that on because they're making this look like it's World War Three. OK. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why are they doing that? Because they want people to watch. Yeah, they want people to be concerned and watch, but then all of a sudden you're 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 on Twitter and this guy is walking down the street and that you know in a city that apparently is being bombed, and he's like, "There's nothing going on here. I'm yeah. going to the grocery store right now." I, now, I agree he goes, "The problem in the country right now is not the Russian people uh, planes coming in and bombing our city. It's the people that are in Ukraine. All the gangs and stuff are now they're they're." Hey, they're they're taking advantage of the situation. Taking There's advantage no of the situation. That, He's like, but that's that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen. But let let's and listen. We can talk about the media all we want, but I, I think the main point of starting this conversation are should Alex Ovechkin, should Kuznetsov, Panarin, Evgeny Malkin, Orlov Malkin, should they should they be able to play in the National Hockey League if they don't condemn their own country and their own leader? And my, my answer to that is yes, because I think words matter. Trust me, I know in my lifetime that words matter. And if you, if you, don't, if you don't stand up for the right, then you should lose the right to do certain things. And to play in the National Hockey League and to make as much money as they are here in this country, in a country that's supposed to support the world, um, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not going to condemn it and you're not going to support the, the, um, the right side, then you shouldn't be able to make money off the side that you're not supporting. That's just my opinion. I, I you know what? That's an interesting take as well. Let, let's, let's look at this. Rick Westhead tweeted out and I love Rick Westhead. He's our Westhead at Twitter. If you're just, uh, hearing about him for the first time, which he shouldn't be, but uh, he's done some great coverage. Um, and he tweeted out CCM hockey chief executive. 
I, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, Maroon Nabi. Um, although Mr. Ovechkin is not responsible for the Russian government's actions, we took the decision to not use him or any Russian player on any global CCM communication at this point. So basically CC and then spit and chicklets tweeted out CCM will no longer be using Ovechkin or any other Russian player in their marketing. It's kind of a bold move. It is a bold move. And by the way, I think a lot of that stemmed because of Alex's uh, response. I think if Alex would have come out initially and absolutely ripped Putin and chastised what he was doing and condemned it, I don't think CCM would have dropped him. I, 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 I mean, I can't say that for sure, but I think CCM was disgusted that Alex didn't, um, he just said, oh, we all need to live in peace. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but he said um, some things I cannot control. You know, it's not in my hands. No, but his thoughts, his, his, his thoughts and, and your, he says, your well, beliefs, your beliefs. He says, well, people, pe- pe- people are ridiculed all over this world because of your beliefs and your views, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Islamic whether you're Catholic, no matter what, you are condemned by the thoughts and the beliefs that you have. So what is different if Alex Ovechkin's thoughts aren't in the proper way towards war and towards his own country's actions? It's, a to- it's the same thing. So I believe, and I'm going to say it again, if, if Alex Ovechkin had the balls to condemn Putin condemned Russia, say this is awful, and and told him, you know, threatened him to stop of maybe Alex not coming back to the country or Alex not being a part of the Russian um, Olympics. I don't know. He could do something. He's a huge star over there. I I don't think that's part of the CCM would have taken it. That's part of the problem, though, too, is like that's what Putin's done. He's put the fear in every single person over there, like like to the point where. Ovechkin can't say anything. And it's almost like that's what happens when you go to bed with the devil. But you mentioned Yashin, you mentioned Burry, you, you know, we are talking about Ovechkin and I sit there and I think, you know, Putin, Putin is, is a, you know, he, uh, he's a star yeah, fucker. Yeah. He, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold, he, on. He, he, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he's a, he's a star fucker, right? So you see him in those hockey games that he plays those charity hockey games. And like, it's the parting of the red sea when he's out there, he gets like 10 shots on net Cause no one wants to lift his, lift his stick and take a puck from him because they're afraid he'll fu- the fucking he'll walk out the door and some military guy will put a bullet in his head just because he stripped Putin of the puck and didn't let him score it. it, it and you sit there and you think if Putin reaches out to, um, you know, to any of these Russian stars, you know, like, and they don't respond to him. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? They're, they're going to be like, wait, what's going on with Alex? Why is he not responding? I'm, I'm Vladimir yeah. Putin. And I'm not disagreeing yeah, I, with you, JR. I, it's a, well, that's just, it's a very this? tough how, situation. How about, how about this? If, if, if somebody like Alex Ovechkin is so worried and he lives here in America and I don't know where his parents live or all of his family, but he's afraid to speak out here in America. What about what about the the thousands, the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands of Russian citizens 
that are in the middle of, of Lenin Square protesting, screaming against their own, their own president in Russia. They live in Russia. 6,000 people got arrested on Saturday. Yeah. 6,000. Yeah. Okay. Those people made a decision to go there and, and act against their Just own to protest president. against their war. Okay. So these are everyday citizens whose lives have forever changed because they believe that what, this, what Putin is doing is wrong. They had women, they had children, they had old people getting dragged away by the KGB and put in fucking jail. Yeah. Now, if a person that lives in Russia could go stand in front of Putin's, um, Putin's Kremlin and do it, why can't Alex Ovechkin do it from America and condemn it? It's, it's crazy to me. So I don't, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Yeah, I, I, you, make, you make a great point, man. You, you make a great point. I, 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 don't I, don't, I don't agree with the point. I'll, I'll still disagree with the point. I think Alex Ovechkin, in his comments that he said, they're, they're very calculated. He wants to not be the politician. He wants to be a professional athlete. He wants to – he understands that, you know – you know, U.S. U.S. professional athletes uh, talking out about uh, talking out uh, against Biden or Trump or Obama or anybody else. There was no fear in in what they what the the consequences. Obviously, obviously, right? There's no fear. <laughs> if, there were, if there were Jr., you're, you're you got a drone above your your Porsche Macan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean professional athletes, politicians, people, everybody can say whatever they want here. It's the land of the free, you know, and I, I think and, and what? I, I understand and, what you're and, saying, and what? JR. And I think he has a and, huge voice. And but, the home and the home of the brave. Okay. So fucking be brave. Okay. And, yeah, because and, right? it's the brave starts with freedom. Okay. You can say whatever you want in this country, and there's there's nothing there's nothing going to happen. It's well, it, that's it's, called it's, freedom of speech, right? It's called freedom of speech over there. Well, they're trying to take that away from us too. By the way, <laughs> understood, understood. But you have to understand, there's it's a very different country, okay? And I, I Alex it, Ovechkin man. has parents over there he has aunts uncles he has family friends you name it and i just feel you know you you remember listening so, to, okay, to so, all so those think- horror stories about all the russian russian players that were getting beaten because they weren't paying their in quotations uh you know tax money or whatever to the the mafia over there i, I, I get it riv i get again i get it but it comes down to your decision Okay, if you decide you want to go one way, then live your life that way. Okay, if you decide to support it, then then you should have to give up the other side. You can't have it both ways, and that's what they're trying to have. They're trying to have it both ways. So if you're going to make that decision to protect your family and to make sure that nothing happens to your family, then. You, then you have the possibility of giving up something on this side, which could could be, or to a lot of people, should be your right to play in the National Hockey League. It's a choice. 
No, it's not. That's not a terrible point. Like that, I'm, I'm so on the fence here. I, cause I, I just don't know because I, I think about this behind closed doors is Ovechkin fist pumping that Russia's invading no. Ukraine. No, I don't no. think so. But I'm, I'm, no. you know what, Jr. I mean, I've, I'm listening to both sides and of your, your arguments and you, you both make exceptional points, but I sit here and I think, you know, uh, Ovech, Ovechkin, I think has, has a duty to, to say he's not the face of Russia in the United States, but he's probably as a, as a prominent figure of Russia. And, and you know, the, the, the difficulty here is his closeness with Vladimir Putin or, or so it, it, it appears right. But I absolutely think he should be saying no war and stuff like that. And that he, he did say no war. Yeah, he, he said no, no war. war. Yeah, he said no war. I mean, he said but, no war. Please, what more do you want him to say? He should he should reach out and say, Putin, Putin, stop this madness. This is Alex Ovechkin. He is I, an I, absolute I, I, I pencil dot on a on a on a screen. Like it, I mean, he is irrelevant. You think Alex Ovechkin is going to change the mind of uh, uh, no, Vladimir no, Putin? But, no, but if everybody had that same. We don't even know why we don't even know why we're there. There actually, there is war right now. We don't know. We don't know. know But listen, what you just said, what you just said is totally, is is totally wrong because you can't take one person and think that, Oh, that person is not going to make a difference. Maybe if you're Joe Schmo living, living in, uh, you know, in East bumpfuck, Russia, if he says something, it might not make a difference. But you can't tell me that Alex Ovechkin, who has millions and millions and millions of, of followers and lovers of him, is not going to affect somebody else's opinion or make somebody else speak up. It, because every big thing has to start from little things. Big things just don't happen. They start one piece at a time, one piece at a time. And if the, if the real big um, influence, influential people don't do it themselves. How, how is it going to get to the point to where maybe it will make a difference? So yes, he might be a little dot on the screen, but he's a major, major, major big dot that has an effect on a lot of other dots. So, and I'll reiterate this one more time. Alex Ovechkin is not going to say a word because he is not going to put his family and friends in jeopardy back in Russia. Okay, maybe you shouldn't. All right. So here, here's, here's the next question I'll ask. And I appreciate both your opinions, by the way. And by uh, the way, I love, I love Alex Ovechkin. One of my favorite fucking players in the game. No question. Yeah. But again, yeah. I'm not going to let my like my, my love for Alex Ovechkin get in the way of what I think is, 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 yeah. is right. Um, will the NHL do anything? No, no. But no. what? Well, I mean, people are calling for the NHL to do something about to, to, to make their statement of some way, you know, like, you know, people are protesting all over the place. I mean, you know, we don't have Russian players in the NFL that I know of, maybe Russian descent, but not Russian players out of Russia. There might be a couple in the NBA. I should know this. I watch the NBA every night. Um, you know, like uh, there, we hockey and the, the, the Russians and in hockey, 
it's the the two go hand in hand. So I mean, it uh, of the major sports that could actually uh, take a stance in some way to show protest against what's going on. It would be it would be that it, 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 they could take a stand against w- would be what ban all the Russian it. hockey players that are ship, in our league. Yeah, I don't know if you ship them out of here. I don't know if you ship them out of here. Ship them out of here. Also, Vetchkin's lived happen. here for 20 goddamn years. Yeah, it'll never happen. He's lived here in the United States longer than in Russia. We're going to ship him out because you're speaking the way, Russia. By the, yeah, it's, it, by the way, we're saying this, but it, it'll never happen. We're just, we're just talking about... So we're going to be shipping out a Temi right Panarin? Thing. No, not happening. Not happening. Never happened. Understand? Never happened. Like, what are we? What are you talking about? Do you, every Never you happened. think any one of these Russian hockey players wants war? No, it's don't. not about what they want. It's not about what they want. It's to show your your protest against Russia and support of Ukraine. It has nothing to do with these players. Would simply be um, they would be collateral damage, right? But in, in from the standpoint of optics of where your morals and values and principles lie as one of the five major sports, because I think MLS is outranking the NHL right now, of the five major sports, then yeah, I think I think the NHL could send a significant message. Will it change Putin's position? Will he be like, holy shit, we got Kucherov out of Tampa and they got to go for three straight and we got Ovi who's chasing Gretzky and, you know, like, you th- no, he's not going to change his stance, but I think, I think it would be a, what? A, 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 what, for everybody else? What right, do you mean? It's, I, um, it's, I think, you think, you think Putin gives a shit about... You know the NA, the NHL. It's, it's not about Putin caring about the NHL. It is not my point, and and I'm so not even. You, but don't but don't you guys think that any any kind of support towards Putin, any kind of support, right? Like you you don't think that Putin is getting is is getting barraged, and whether he doesn't give a shit or not, do you not think that if he if he doesn't get barraged by an Alex Ovechkin or a Pavel Bure or a Yashin or a Panarin or anything like that. If he gets any sort of positive feedback or he doesn't get condemned and he feels that these people are, aren't condemning him or are positive. He's, he's, he's going to feed off of that because he's a, he's a dictator. And you want a person like that to feel like everybody is against them. Everyone. You can't have anybody in favor of what he's doing because it makes it that much easier to do what he's doing. Yeah. But you're, 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 you're talking about condemning Russian hockey players and you don't even know if these Russian hockey players believe in what Putin is, is doing, but I, so are we sending, are we going to condemn a Temi Panarin who we know right now is a Russian hockey player, number one. And number two, we know that he grossly does not, I, uh, believe already told in I already told you, I already told you what I think they should do. They should have the ability and the, uh, and the opportunity and the NHL should give them the opportunity to sit there and say what they believe. And if their beliefs don't align with what the national hockey league preaches, which is honor, family, respect, right? Yep. The rule of law. 
okay? Because the National Hockey League is the goody-goody league of the major sports, okay? We, we believe that we have the, the most integrity, says the National Hockey League, okay? This is a hockey league that tells their players how to act, are strict on drugs, are strict on, on breaking the law, Okay? If these players have, we're condemning, we're condemning, uh, you know, a Alex Ovechkin. Okay. Because he took a picture. He took a picture with Putin. No, we're not. You're missing the point. If, if the national (laughs) hockey league has people and they have contracts that say that you have to live by the, the, the rules and the regulations and the, and the image of the national hockey league, if you give a player, you go to every Russian and you allow them, they go personally, whether it's on television or not. The National Hockey League, if the player does not support it, if they don't condemn it, if okay, they don't well, let say me, it's let wrong. Let me ask you this. Then, what would you do? Then what would, would you do with this, them. JR? What would, would you do with them? them? Hold on. So you have multiple Russian hockey players that come out and say, we 1000% do not agree with what Putin is doing, but we cannot verbally say this or our families back home are going to be in danger. What is your stance on that? So again, they're, they're as much as bad as it is, like their selfishness for their own family in terms of the world's, the world's view, the world like there are people that are sacrificing their own lives for their, for right. Like granted. Yes, I know, but still like you'd rather a whole world get blown up and millions of people dying just to make sure that your family is okay. I mean, granted. Yeah. I understand the, the hard decision. It's a hard decision, but my gosh, look what's happening. And by the way, we don't know if you say that that his family is going to get killed or family is going to get killed. We can assume or think that the chances go higher. But there's not a guarantee that if Alex Ovechkin says something about Putin, that the KGB is going to go take his family out. There's, that's not a guarantee of that. Do the chances go up? Yes. But are those chances worth trying to, trying to do your part to save part of this world from world war three maybe uh, it's, it's, it's not a, alex obeskin's yeah. goddamn job at jr you fucking kidding me that's goddamn it's, it's joe part, biden it's well for joe sure biden, but you know, with, joe, the, with the with the biggest uh army his, it, in the world 100%, okay 100%. it's it's, and it's he's on not even france doing it. it's on it's on all of those nato countries that are are, are going together ev- it's on it's everybody. not on alex obeskin he's a goddamn it's hockey on, player that scores it's goals on everybody it's on everybody. It's on well, I'll tell you this. everybody. I'll tell you this. If I'm Alex Ovechkin, I'm not coming out and I'm not shitting on Putin because I care about my family more than anything in the world. And I am not going to put my family in jeopardy. Well, well it's interesting you say that because uh, your family, someone... Your family could be in jeopardy in a different way. In a different way on the, other, on the flip side. That's... I mean, there's, there's, a, there, there's a repercussion... And there's, there, there's, there's a reaction and an action to a reaction. 
talking so, about a I professional mean, hockey player that scores I goals. Get it. And you, I you get think it. he's going to change the mind world, of we're Vladimir We're talking about Putin. World War Three. We're well, talking about World War III. Listen, III. here's Sonechkin and World War Three do not go together. Craig, it sounds like you're more on this side here. Someone by the name of Matt Ford, he has a blue check mark on his name. He says, I have a really hard time faulting any Russian, even if they live overseas or not directly criticizing a regime that's assassinated dissidents time and time again. You know, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Mass mutual. I, I do too. I do too. I don't disagree. I don't totally disagree with what Ribs is saying. It's still just, it, it's just not, it's, I just don't think it's, it's the right stance that's i don't i totally get it i mean i understand why he wouldn't do it but i just don't think it's the right the right message that's u.s all. insurance company mass mutual confirms its commercial featuring alex ovechkin and nicholas baxter which debuted in october and was scheduled to be broadcast throughout the season on espn tnt and the nhl network is no longer on the air that's a great commercial by the way it was a great commercial and baxter awesome. sitting there eating cereal yep Mm-hmm. But, well, you know what, guys, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see where this goes next, but I, I don't expect the NHL. Oh, I know to is it's, a, it's an exhausting world right now, man. It's exhausting. You know, it's I want to tell you, I want to tell you guys something. What do I mean by exhausting? What we've, what, what this world has dealt with in the last number of years with COVID-19, whether your beliefs are, whatever they are COVID-19 has done massive destruction, not only, you know, the virus that is real. Okay. Not only the virus that real, but everything that went on with that, the political bullshit, the mental strain on families, economic, economic, everything. It has been, it has been horrendous. And now dealing with this, you know, this, this possible, this war, it's not possible. It is, it's a war and just trying to live your, live your life, your best life. And it's just, it's almost damn near impossible with this social media nowadays, because you are literally on it 24 seven. And I'll tell you this one thing that came to my, uh, one thing that, uh, my, uh, mass mandates here in, in, uh, Western New York, Jr. My oldest son, who's a senior, went to school today. It was the first day he has not he he hasn't had to wear a mask in two years. He texts my wife at eight thirty today, and he said, "Mom, I've never seen so many smiles in my life." Yep, I bet. He said, every one of these kids, I've never seen an environment going to school in all the years that I've seen more kids happy. My son's almost nine. He'll be nine next month. And when he heard about the mask mandate being lifted in schools, I mean, here's a, here's a kid who, you know, Oh, by the way, I took a picture of his math homework last night. I want, I mean, it's grade three boys and I'm sitting there and I'm struggling, but you know, it's like, you know, he can't even do his homework by himself, but he understands the fact that this mask mandate has affected his own life. It's affected, you know, his day-to-day happiness in school. 
you know, and he was so excited to get out of the car today, Riv, and he saw all his buddies at school and none of them had masks on. The teachers that wait outside didn't have masks on. I mean, it's think it's, about it. It's amazing. Your son's, your son's looked yeah, at eyes. He, you your know son's you looked know? at eyes for two years. Yeah. But you know, it's He's crazy. trying to you know? read like you as a young child, you learn to read people. Okay. It's called, uh, you know, kind of, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's academic smart and then there's street smarts, mm-hmm. being able to read people, being able to read facial features, street eyebrows, smarts, eyes, yeah. smiles, frowns. Our yeah, kids, pro- so many this, kids this, have not been able to, to, to see those things. No. And, and I will say there's a lot of kids who will never bounce back or will never re- retrieve that. There are there are kids that will be forever, um, that, you know, be scarred by this and will will never reach their actual potential that maybe they could have. That's true. But what I don't get, and yeah, it's awesome that the mandate for schools are done. That should have never been there in the first place because kids are not at risk of this virus, especially young kids. But you have, again, they say, go by the science. Well, Mr. Science, Mr. God, Anthony Fauci says that we're, we should be wearing a mask for the unseen period of time. Maybe, maybe forever. That's Anthony Fauci. Okay. He's supposed to be the one that is giving all the advice to the leaders, but the leaders decide now, now that there is a world war that they're, that they're failing on, that they have an economy that they're failing on, that they have a border that they're failing on. They have so many different problems and their poll numbers are dropping like, like lead bricks. All of a sudden they don't want to listen to the science anymore. And it's okay. Like it just went away. Have we heard anything about COVID over the last two weeks since this war started? No. So this is all political bullshit and you're right, Riv. It is a virus. There's no question about it. It is real. People's families have suffered from deaths because of it, because of pre-existing conditions. Healthy people don't just fall and drop from COVID. But now it's okay and it just disappeared. I go on a plane and they say, people, everybody wear their masks. Take a sip, put it back, take a bite, put it back. But children two and under don't have to wear it. So you're telling me that COVID-19 knows whether you're two years old or three years old? The whole process of this whole thing is ridiculous now so all of a sudden we can drop it all but still the leaders of the of the science world says oh we still have a problem because it could it could mutate we just got to wear masks for for the unforeseen period of time but no so it's and you're right riv this what we've been through for the last two years has been an absolute atrocity of the world and we need uh, how is it going to change because the media is not going to change the social media who who dictate who can say what by shutting down accounts and what they call misinformation because it doesn't align with their beliefs ruins everybody's minds And and how do you stop it because there's no there's no repercussions there's no consequence for the people that do this and until there's consequence for doing these actions, it's going to continue. If the media doesn't have consequence for sending false information, lies, spewing a rhetoric, 
then what's going to stop them from doing it? And that's the problem with this country right now. It's the world. On man. both sides. By the way, on both sides. Not in just in this country, JR. Go and look across the border and the propaganda that they have been filtered oh, for two God. years. There is so many brainwashed people because they they do not get to step outside the box. They are in the box of propaganda. They don't know. They're they're you know they they not able. They don't have an opportunity to kind of breathe and think for themselves. Smart people too. Very intelligent yeah. people. Yeah. They just can't see outside. Yeah. What has been been what has hit been with so many them. media yeah. left and rights? They don't know. They don't know what's coming at them. They don't know what to yeah. believe. They don't know. They don't know anything. Jr. I, I, I would be. I would be. I would be devastated as a Canadian if my if I went to the bank and all of a sudden all my funds are gone, my bank account is shut down, my insurance is canceled, and that as a free person that the government had the ability to just wipe my life like that, how absolutely demoralized and on an island would you feel being you're going up against the people that have the power to do that yep. and have the gall and the lack of respect and the, and, and the, the, la- the lack of care for humanity to do something like that. It's like, you want to, how helpless can you feel? And unfortunately, that's happening. I, it's, it's inhumane, the fact that people have the audacity or the, or the, the heart to do that to somebody. It's, oh, it's mind-blowing, guys. Mind-blowing. Where, where is our world today? JR, Gosh. you are the man. Appreciate you sitting there during all of your sunrise there too, eh? From I know it's good. Well, I'm going. To, I have to go to the, right to the airport because I'm flying to Chicago. So I had to. I had to do it in the car. Sorry. What's going on in Chicago? You going to meet to uh, be assistant GM there with the new GM? <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to the Blackhawks game with some uh, some uh, some business people. So um, it's a business a business event. Will they I'm announce that you're there and you'll stand and wave and stuff? Do you think or what? Not a, not a chance. Not why a chance. are you? Why are you not loved in Chicago? Oh, I'm loved by the fans. I don't think I'm so loved by the Chicago Blackhawks, but I'm loved by the fans. Fans have been great to me for <laughs> for 30 years. But the Chicago Blackhawks themselves, I don't I don't think like me too much. But um, I love them, so it's okay. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Travel them. travel safely. Them. Yeah. All right, boys. Take awesome care. stuff, Jr. Awesome. Travel hey, safe. We'll love, talk to you next Riv. week, buddy. Riv, I love I love your points, man. I love your I love your how you think. I do. It's great. I you know, listen. I I it's a sensitive. It's it's sensitive for everyone. It right is. Now. It I is. Mean, it is. Everything's very sensitive. We're just trying to navigate this best life for yeah, for it, our family. It, and but know. if you don't fight, if you don't fight back, yeah. If you don't fight back, then the wickedness continues. And you could continue to get taken advantage of. Like if you don't fight back against being canceled, if you don't fight back about what you're saying to the people that are trying to cancel you, a perfect example is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't care how many people were yelling and screaming that he should be thrown out of this and thrown out of that. Joe Rogan is not caring about how many people they fight back. They say, no, they, they use their voice to fight back and they don't give in to the, to the bullshit. Then then it goes, it, it goes away. It changes. Spotify and, canceled Neil Young. 
instead of Joe Rogan. Because <laughs> they go away. Neil they Young. Away. Neil Young. Away. Yeah. Well, listen, again, you have to use your voice and you have to fight back because if you don't, if you submit, they, they, they gain more, they gain more power and they gain more confidence and they continue to do their thing. And we can't, can't do that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta argue back. You gotta fight back. You gotta stick up for what's right. You gotta stick up for yourself. So that's, that's the way I live my life. And I always have. We'll end on that note. You're the man. Thanks for your time, man. Love you guys. Yeah. We love you as well. We'll see you. See ya. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.